Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay focused on our relationship with God and upon our souls. It also helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in God's word, even for this short period of time each day, is so beneficial to us. We encourage you to help others you know, and you know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, about their relationship with God, about eternity. Help them grow in their faith, turn their life around, the focus of their life around, by sharing these short studies with them every day with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to get back into our study. We're about halfway through it now, talking about our greatest problem in life, our greatest danger and our greatest enemy. Our greatest enemy is the devil, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Peter describes him as being like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And that's you and me. We're the ones he's after. But He's our greatest enemy because he wants to lead us into sin, and sin is a transgression of God's law. Sin separates us from God, uh, Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. And the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. But also in verse 23, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, God offers us eternal life. Now, that's not our physical bodies, but he created us in his likeness. God is spirit, so he created us with a spiritual being within our physical bodies, and that's our soul. And that is forever, eternity. God wants us to be with him for eternity in heaven. That's the ultimate of all blessings, eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in heaven. But the devil is our greatest enemy. He's seeking to bring us to destruction through eternal condemnation in hell by luring us into a sinful lifestyle. What's our greatest problem in life as we live here in this world? It's not drought or famine or world... Uh, or rather a global warming or global cooling. It's not pestilence or plague or pandemic. It's not wars or violence. It's not corruption of some kind from on a human scale. It's sin. It's sin. The wages of sin is death. We looked at Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25, where Paul described the battle against sin. And really it's the battle against the devil because the devil is the author of sin. That battle is waging within our individual lives every single day that we're alive in this world. God gives us the way of salvation and forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus Christ, 
through his word, the Bible. The devil tries to pull us away from all of that into sin, deceiving us that sin is good. Sin's gratifying. Sin is pleasurable. Sin is rewarding. Well, the reward of sin, as we said, Romans 6 and verse 23, is eternal death, eternal condemnation in hell, suffering those torments for all of eternity as judgment from God. Now, how can I win against sin? How can I be victorious over the devil? How can I beat the devil? Psalm 119. And we're going to look, this is the longest of all the Psalms. All the Psalms. In fact, we're looking at a Psalm that has 176 verses in it. We're just going to look at a few. Verses 9 through 16. Now first I want to read those verses together and set the context. The Psalmist begins with a question. How can a young man cleanse his way? And then he gives the answer. And it's short and sweet, very succinct. Then he goes into some detail. But he first asks the question, how can a young man cleanse his way? The answer, by taking heed according to your word. And of course, he's talking about God by taking heed according to God's word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word I have hidden in my heart. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. In every one of those verses, God's word is highlighted in some way. Every one of those verses. Well, in fact, If you read all those 176 verses in Psalm 119, God's word is highlighted in every single one of those 176 verses with the exception of about four or five. We need to pay attention to God's word, don't we? Well, how can a young man cleanse his way? How can an old man live a righteous life before God? How can a woman, how can a boy or girl Live faithfully before God by taking heed according to your word. What we keep repeating and emphasizing here on today's Bible class, Romans 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Or faith comes by hearing the word of God. Again, Romans 10 and verse 17. So he asks the question, to introduce the subject. How can a young man, how can anybody cleanse his way? The answer, I got to get into God's word. I got to get into God's word by taking heed to your word, he says. Well, I wish that everybody would learn that lesson, 
that they need to get into God's Word, not just now and then, every once in a while, but continually. That's what today's Bible class is about to a great extent, getting us into God's Word, even though it's only for a few minutes every day, but it's getting us into God's Word every single day. In Psalm 119 and verse 105, the psalmist goes on just later on in the same psalm. And he says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We're living in a world that is in, dark, in the darkness, engulfed in the darkness of sin. But God's word lights the way for us to navigate through this wicked world. I don't know if you've ever been on a cave tour where you've gone into the bowels of the earth through a cave and the tour guide is leading all of those who are there that day deeper and deeper into the cave. And then probably he'll get to a point where he'll give everybody a warning and he'll say, now I'm going to turn the lights off for a moment. So he gets you ready. So you're not just caught by surprise. You don't panic. So he turns the lights off just, just for a few seconds and you're talking about utter darkness, absolute darkness. Cannot see your hand in front of your face. You can wave it back and forth an inch before your eyes. You won't see it. Utter darkness. Well, that's just by way of illustration that I'm using to talk about the darkness of this world engulfed in sin. This world is engulfed in sin, and sin is darkness darkness. God is light, 1 John chapter 1, and in him is no darkness at all. God is absolutely pure, absolutely righteous. This world is engulfed in the darkness of sin. So your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. God's word, if we'll get into it, will guide us through the darkness and out of it ultimately into the eternal light of heaven itself. And while we're still living in this world, into the light of the gospel of Christ, the righteousness that God's word guides us in and to live by. Oh, how we need to learn that lesson. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, the, New King, uh, the King James Version says, study. Other versions say, be diligent, but but the point is the same. The sense of the, of the verse is the same. To present yourself approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or correctly handling and applying the word of truth. The word of truth? God's word. God's word. God's word guides us to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 3 and verse, 16, uh, verse 15. And it also guides us into righteousness, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, and also equips us to be able to live a godly, productive life, serving God, as we're still living this physical life in this world, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 17. Yes, God's word is key. It is that lamp to my feet, that light to my path. I need to understand that I need God's word in my life. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. 
Psalm 119, verse 10. If we'll stay on the pathway of truth, then we'll automatically stay off the pathway of sinfulness. How can you, how do machines that are programmed to recognize counterfeit bills, how do they recognize the counterfeit bills? You see, they're not programmed to recognize every different, every different variety of counterfeit bills. New ones keep being produced all the time. You know how they can tell the counterfeit from the, from the real thing? They're programmed to recognize the true bills. You see, if they recognize the true bills, they'll automatically catch everything that is different. If we live by God's word faithfully, obediently, consistently making the correct applications to our lives, we will automatically stay out of sinfulness because we'll recognize that sinfulness does not correspond with the truthfulness of God's word. We'll go a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for being patient with us. We thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your truth and to light our way through this world that is so consumed with the darkness of sin. Help us to be the shining lights of truthfulness, of Christianity, of our Lord and Savior, to help other people come out of the darkness and into the light. Help us with this, Father, we pray. Please. And please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.